Hi, you guys. I'm Ben. <laughs> and we are on the Home with Havla podcast. We're going to talk winning in your everyday marriage edition. That's right. We're going to talk we're, about we're, winning in our marriage. We're doing a series, a podcast series on everyday wins, which has been super cool. It and, has. And so this is the fourth part of that series. So yeah. we're talking about marriage. Yeah, we did one on relationships and we had a communication expert a couple weeks ago. Definitely want to catch that. And what we're trying to do is give you 10 wins, 10 topics for 10 weeks as a summer series. So it's going to be, it's been really good. And I hope that you enjoy it. Listen, if you don't want to miss any of these episodes, I recommend that you subscribe to the Home with Havala podcast on iTunes or um, on SoundCloud, anywhere that podcasts Spotify, are. Spotify. Yep, you get your podcast. Yeah. Make sure you get that, that notification. I think that iTunes has changed recently how they subscribe. So we used to be automatically subscribed to certain things. And now you can, the following is somewhere else. So go back into this, this specific podcast and make sure that you're following it and subscribing to it. It's changed a little bit and it's unsubscribed some of us to some of these podcasts. So we hope that you enjoy it. And if you are watching this on YouTube and you want more of that, um, let us know because we're going to start doing more of these video broadcasting live and or just more YouTube content. So, yeah. all right. Well, it's live. You can see us, our faces on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So we're talking about marriage. Yes. And so we've been married for... It's going to be 17 years this uh, Is it really? In 17 years. That's kind of wild if you think about it. That is, is wild. Yeah. I know. I'm still waiting for that. When is that time when we will be married longer than we haven't been married? And I, I'll hit that sooner than you than you will. Do you mean like was, 23 years? Well, you got married when you were how old? 26? 27. 26, yeah. So yeah, we'd have to hit, I guess, 27 I years I think I was 27 when I got married. Turning 28. You you were you slipped in there. You were 26, you just turned 27. But for me, I guess it's 24. So I'll hit it faster. Yeah. 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 That makes more sense. If you can see us, make sure you type yes or hey in the comment. We know that you can see this and that this is being streamed to YouTube. So yeah, we've been married for almost 17 years mm -hmm. and we've learned a lot. Now, I don't think that it's an overstatement to say that opposites attract because we are really opposite. Very opposite. And complete opposites. <laughs> I, I don't know if polar opposite, that's not a negative, but we are very opposite. We are, but we're very similar in some key components to marriage, which mm -hmm. is like, we both have the same value for faith. We both have the same value for morality, um, for our life choices, I think. Yeah, our values, our convictions, our beliefs, strong belief um, in terms of like core beliefs, how we live life, how we are, our direction in life is is headed the same way. Yeah. Which is clearly important. We also have the same sense of humor. We do, which I think I'm realizing the last couple of years even more so. I'm yeah. Like we really do enjoy laughing together and we make each other laugh. Yeah, someone said that, humor is a, a, a secret language between two people or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we have our own language. It's true. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's well, it's probably one of the things that we'll talk on a little bit more, but um, so we are talking about five key things that we thought we'd cover today. Again, in your this, everyday. In our everyday life as a married couple, how do we have a healthy 
thriving, growing, connected marriage. Uh, we narrowed it down to five things that we're going to hit on today. So why don't you start? And with I would first. like to say too, that these five things are not going to solve your marriage problems. They're not all encompassing. <laughs> That's right. Like we have a lot, we could do another episode on like conflict, healing. Um, this could be its own 10 part series. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is just our top five wins for you to do in your everyday this summer to make your marriage just have a better experience in this season. So first one is drum roll. <laughs> you got to laugh. Mm-hmm. You have to laugh together. And it sounds funny, but laughter, even statistically, and like if you actually do any research on laughter, laughter neutralizes anger. It neutralizes anxiety. It is an antidote. Um, you know, it, it talks about that laughter is good like a medicine in the Bible. Like it's good for us to laugh. And so one of the things that we often do is we watch a funny show together or we watch, you know, we maybe we'll scroll through YouTube shorts or uh, Instagram. We'll watch, we'll watch like uh, comedy guys like Jim Gaffigan. Comedy or specials. Absolutely. Brian Regan or something that just gets us like, okay, we need to laugh together. I think we both enjoy that. Yeah, I do too. Because I can definitely veer on the side of over too serious. You know, taking life too serious, being too serious, not um, Mm -hmm. just kind of stepping back and being like, okay, you know what? It's it's great. It's fine. Everything's going to work out. (laughs) So what else would you say? We we also talked about um, play in here as well. Yeah, planning to play. So something for me was I can be serious and I can work really hard, but if there's no outcome at the end of it, then it just feels like I'm working, 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 working. And I'm, I'm a good worker and I produce a lot and I do a lot of things, but the joy goes away. And when the joy and the fun goes away, so does the playful flirting, the sexy part of your marriage. It just Mm -hmm. feels like you're now business partners and it's transactional. So for us, at least I needed times to like, know, okay, we're going on vacation, which means I get to lay in the sun and um, go out to eat and get dressed up for like date nights and and just have a minute to just relax and enjoy ourselves. Is that so for you playing? Yeah, because, I, you know, I had to learn that about you, that you needed to uh, schedule and have things to look not only to look forward to, but incorporating play because it it helps break up the monotony of of life. But also, I think us connecting whether it's an activity or something that's just low stakes, what are some things that you enjoy um, as as a play part of our marriage? I like bike rides. So mm-hmm. I think that's really fun, like a 30-minute bike ride, get outside, move a little bit. Um, I like a spontaneous date. I even like you, if you'll go with me to Target and walk around with a cup of coffee, I just want to be together for a little bit. I want to not just be you know, trends. I like, I'll even sit at a movie. Like I love watching in a movie and just holding your hand and just getting a minute to just not take everything so seriously and enjoy. So I think playing is really important. I also think you have to plan it. So for me, like you are a workaholic, like you could work every day, all day and never think about play. Yeah. Cause I'm very just conveyor belt for sure. Where I can just like, okay, I'm just doing my thing. I'm in the moment. And then, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we haven't done anything for weeks. And one of the things we did great. when we were dating is we played a lot, yeah. you know, when you're dating, you, you plan to play. We, our first date was at a giants game and we went to Hawaii and Mexico with family. And we just had, we always were planning. 
something fun. And then when you get married, you tend to never plan those things or it just feels like it's a something that goes to the bottom of the of the list. So yeah. for us, we found that we have to plan to play. So for us, um, I like kind of daily playful things, whether it's a show or jumping in the pool or going on a bike ride or grabbing a cup of coffee together. But then on a monthly basis, I like to have at least one experience that's playful, whether it's to get away for the weekend or um, it's a concert. It's a, it's, you know, a, an outdoor could farmer's be, market, social, social stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yep. With friends or different events that are happening. Um, you know, we do live in a small town, which can make it challenging to find uh, fun things. It's a boring town sometimes. To do, well, especially <laughs> maybe even right now when it's like 110 degrees out. But yes, I think um, play, I've had to learn to do that. And I think, um, again, I'm sitting here right now thinking like, oh yeah, what should we plan uh, for the rest of this summer? I mean, we have a, we've had, a, you know, a vacation, which has been great. We did get to play a lot. Um, but yeah, I think some of the things I enjoy, I, I definitely like when we do activities together. I like when we do, we'll play pickleball or we'll go, um, I do enjoy bike rides. I like um, getting out and, and just exploring, you know, I don't mind shopping. I like going out and just kind of grabbing a coffee, walking down. Like if we're maybe we're Sacramento or some other city. Um, I love it. I love just kind of connecting, walking, exploring, right. getting out of our, you know, normal, normal rhythm. So also if it's really tense, I tend to think that winning in your everyday is like getting the other person to laugh. Like if there's something going on that feels overwhelming or exhausting, if you can just laugh for a minute, everything just makes it. You're less good at intense. that. You're good at that for sure. Okay, should we jump number two? Yeah. Number two um, is becoming an expert or a student of your spouse, and this is something that um, I think is becomes more and more important. I feel like the longer and longer we're married, because um, I feel like there. Our, I feel like our marriage and each, you know, us as individuals, we're, we're like onions where I think we, we can peel back more. There's way more layers to us than just when we were dating or our early years of marriage. We also have gone through different seasons and different stages of life. And our mm -hmm. kids are at different phases of life now than they were, you know, a couple of years ago or five, 10 years ago. So um, that is a, uh, I think, a regular thing that knowing what's important to our spouse, to your spouse, um, what's meaningful to them, what do they enjoy, what um, are new things and new, ex whether it's new experiences or new um, conversations that you can have, what are they interested in? You know, because again, it's not just this, oh, well, they like their same thing that they did 10 years ago. No, I think we're evolving, growing people. Um, at least I'd like to think so. And so that journey of really knowing your spouse is an ever evolving process. So I think you can, I think we've, we've done it well and we've probably hit little stale moments here and there yeah. where, I mean, we should have known when we first dated, I think I gave you a personality test within the first. Oh yeah. That was like on the the trip when I, we were dating long distance and I came to visit you, it was the, I think our first week together. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben was not like somebody who studied behavior or personalities or anything. I was like not that. a psychologist. It was really weird. I wasn't either. <laughs> but my family was really into like learning about each other and learning how you relate to each other. And so that was something I'd already done. I think maybe being a twin 
learning the differences of myself between my sister was really important. So when Ben and I got together, we started to do that kind of research and tests and learning. And I know some people feel like that boxes them in, but I think it really gives you empathy and understanding of how somebody else sees the world. It's their filter. Mm -hmm. So for Ben and I, um, we had to really learn like some of the key ones that we've really grown from is your love languages. That was critical. Like what are my love languages, honey? Formation and gifts. Yes. Are your two primary? Yeah. Yeah. And yours is time. Mm-hmm. Quality time. I always have to remind you. It's not quantity of time. It's quality of time. How does it feel like quantity though sometimes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? We should bring back the book. Uh, well, I think quality versus quantity, I mean, is, okay, do I feel connected during the time we spent? Was it meaningful time or was it just we spent an hour together? So that's how I would view it. So That makes sense. And mm-hmm. then yours is affirmation. I think it's changed, actually. I think, I think you're right. I think it's become affirmation more. And it used to be, I think, physical touch was my secondary I think every one. young man thinks that physical touch is <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> physical touch is going to be the underlying gift for my entire right. life. Right. You're like, the sixth love language is sex. That's right. Is that yeah. A, yeah, that's definitely yeah. a love language. Um, no, I, I think that it's very true. Um, a handful of years uh, the Enneagram test became much more popular, uh, and that has been very helpful and useful to us. Even uh, Strength Finders was mm-hmm. an excellent one, uh, but but that also, you know, I noticed that when I feel like something's not translating, it's because I'm missing his love language. I'm I'm giving him my love language. I'm giving him what I would want, and I'm not hearing him or. I'm, I'm treating him how I process the world. And so when I slow down and I remember, wait, this is how he sees the world. This is what it looks like. Um, I tend to do better. So for him, like really connecting with him, at least one minute in the day really matters to him. Me coming down and instead of just going through my day, giving him a hug, kissing him and saying, I see like basically good morning. And he needs that. Or when he enters or exits a room, he really needs that connection moment that I don't always need, but he really needs that. So that's his love, love, love language as much as mine is like, he brings me coffee in the morning and he does certain things that I really love and feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's true. I think it's a, uh, well, maybe we should move on to the next one. I know we're trying to keep these a little more shorter format. Okay. Number three, uh, consistent connection time. And I think that, well, it's interesting that you wrote it that way because I would view it as like the an, uh, like at least one genuine, authentic connection moment. Like, is that is like, how you would look at yeah, it? Like, which is the quality part, I guess, versus the, it's, we just spent time together or we connected, you know? So what is your like go-to way that you do that with me? Um, that I initiate connection with you. Um, I think it's, cause it's, I know what it is, but I'm curious, like what you do, what's your go-to? Uh, my go-to is, my default is probably like serving you in some way um, in terms of to show you, Hey, I want to take care of you. But I'm not acts of service. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I could make it more complicated. Um, But I do, I do try to, if I want to make sure that I am either connecting with you and communicating that um, I'm going to say something to you that helps you. I, I hope it helps you feel um, known and, uh, and understood and that you are, that I'm with you and you're, you're enough. How do you do that? How do I do that? Um, well, I, 
I will point out something in the day or I will but say, how, how, what do you mean? How, how do you communicate that? Well, physical touch. No, you send know me a text message almost every day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember okay, I'm your wife. What's the, <laughs> what's the you, communication medium that I do? It? Yeah. You okay. send me a text almost every day, usually if we're not together and That's you'll true. say, I love I you. Or I'm grateful. Yeah. I said I was thinking about you. And it's really amazing because I would not have thought that a text message would be enough or would matter, but I now love that. Like when I get a text, I'm like, you always, it makes me feel like a woman and it makes me feel like I'm your wife and I'm not just part of your day. Like I know you're interrupting your day to send me something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What would you say are the, and you've become, you've, you've learned to enjoy that or you didn't know you would enjoy that. Would you think it would be another type of con- connection? Yeah, I, I think I would have dismissed that as not a big deal, hmm. but through consistency and you doing that over and over and over, I think it's made me feel seen. And it's almost like we could be doing life. And an hour later, I get a text that's that treats me like a woman and is feminine and to hmm. me and, and sees me just as, as a woman, as your girl, not wife, mom, coworker, yeah. So a text message. Very cool. I love that. That I, I don't know if I knew that that meant so much to you until this very moment. So I'm glad we're doing this podcast. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> say also like, um, we usually go for a walk or at least try to say like, you want to go for a walk together or mm-hmm. something, but it's that consistency of doing it together every day, having a minute where it's like, either we sit and have a cup of coffee or we go for a walk, just something where you ground your relationship for that day. And it could be just a simple five minutes before everyone goes out the door, mm-hmm. but it's just a, how you doing? What do you need today? What's in front of you? That that's been really critical in our marriage. And that's how we went every day is we literally take five minutes and say, here's what I'm doing today. Here's what will make a great day. Here's what I'm nervous about. Here's where I, I, you know, if you can help me do this and we communicate what the day needs for it to feel like we're together, we're a team rather than passing ships in the night. Well, I also think it's, it's uh, helped me at least establish smaller moments of honesty and vulnerability, you know, of just like, okay, Hey, it doesn't have to be this, you know, 30 minutes, you know, or a intense conversation, but like, okay, just stop and think for a second. What, how am I doing? Share that with her. Am I struggling with something or am I, you know, um, you know, just stuck in any ways and letting her into that. That's, I mean, I did that today before this, I was sharing with you something about the the boys and being a parent and some of the struggles with that. Um, so I think that is, yeah, that's been really helpful for sure. Yeah. Okay. Number four, I don't quite know what this means, once a day, or is it this? It was that. So what I meant was that to consistently connect, but I would say like once a day, and that's really kind of what we were saying, which is like we connect once a day. We okay. do one thing okay. or or we like one thing that's been a huge success is a date night for us and yeah. having that in some way, some form. Um, but also I would say um, not forcing things I think is really important in a marriage. Like to when you're every day, like I check in once a day, but I don't check in all day. And I feel like that's really important too in a marriage is not, you're not, you know, no one's going to have a good day all day. No one's going to have the right response all day. No one's going to be okay. And so 
I feel like you check in, you see what it's going to take, but you don't own their experience in their everyday. That's Mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. And one of the things we've had to work on in our marriage is you being okay with me not being okay. Yeah. And that is like really hard for you in our marriage. And it, and for me, it's hard because I'm an Enneagram seven and I grew up in in a home that was very focused on behavior and expression of that behavior that aligns with our core values, which is mm-hmm. awesome, but it doesn't really leave a lot of room for negative emotion or negative choices or negative. Um, and I say negative, I, I just simply mean counter differing yeah. opinions, choices, feelings, than the whole. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been something we've had to really work toward because when I get upset, I'm not okay. And I'm not blaming him. I think Ben gets very focused on making sure I'm okay to almost obsessing about, am I okay? And then it deflects from, you're actually not going to solve this for me. I have to solve this myself and I have to figure this out. And I need that space to do that. Yeah. Or it's just allowing you to feel what you're feeling and have the space and time to um, not have to solve it right now. I think, uh, you know, as a, as a man, I want to help. I want to be, okay, let's, let me, what can I do? What can I do to help? Of course, I want to, I want you to feel better, but ultimately it's, it's from that fixer. I want to fix it. But is or, it fixing me or is it, you don't, you, it, it reflects what you're feeling. Yeah. I, I think it is also a challenge for me to, um, because it's the environment has changed and you're not your like normal, happy self. And that is, yeah, I think I feel some sort of pressure to help with that. And yeah, yeah, probably it definitely is. There's a level of, um, I guess it's, I want this to be over (laughs) Um, rather than saying, Hey, you are going to get through this. We're going to figure it out. Or I will give her space to figure it out and feel what she's feeling. And if she wants to let me in more later, then great. But yeah, I'm not going to try to uh, solve it so that I feel better. So we both okay. have to work on that. Um, okay. Last but not least, intimacy. Uh, that's a core thing. I just um, like leave it blank. Just sit here. Into yeah. me, you see. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Tell me about intimacy. Well, I think that in a marriage, um, that intimacy is important. Now, sex is part of that, but sex isn't intimacy. Mm-hmm. So sex is an outcome of intimacy. It's an outcome of connection. And so I think that at least for you and I, I, I at first really based our, our sex life on mood and emotion and wooing. And did we do a date night? And, you know, am I showered and all the things that you think about. And then I, I think I had this at once I had, we had four kids in five years and Mm -hmm. I'm giving birth and I I'm over my normal weight and I'm recovering from C-section. I'm just not myself. And you still wanting me in the middle of all that and wanting to connect with me and then experiencing connection in the middle of my vulnerability, in the middle of me not feeling beautiful, not me not feeling attractive, me not feeling like I'm presenting my best self, mm. me not even feeling sexy. And yet you you seeing me as sexy, I think was very um, eye-opening. And I started to see sex as not just a place of fulfilled desire, but it was actually a place of warfare. It was a place that we show the enemy mm-hmm. that we are one and we who God is joined together, no man can separate. And that 
sometimes intimacy in a physical, in, in, in a sexual way was really powerful. And um, there have been times when we first were together and I would be upset and then you would go, okay, you know, like, let's get intimate. And I would think like, well, I'm not okay with you. This is not solved. If we don't solve this, I'm not having sex with you. Cause then it's only going to like not deal with the problem. And what I didn't realize was that sometimes you joining yourselves in a sexual way in an intimate way actually gives space for you to deal with other issues and other things. So again, all within the right, healthy reasoning, right. But in a marriage, um, I find that we actually were able to talk about more of the difficult things after intimacy rather mm. than before. And I felt like all the good hormones, mm-hmm. the endorphins, all those things. Um, it also was a place of, I know you like nobody else knows you in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And that intimacy was like really important. Yeah. Um, and then also allowing ourselves to know each other in a physical way like that has been really important, I think, for our marriage. So for me, winning in our everyday is, did we have sex today? I know that sounds really funny, but in a marriage for me, it's like, if we had sex today, I feel like we are on the same team and we are meeting each desires and needs. And that is like, I don't know. It just, it's maybe I'm just a weird one, but I just kind of go check. This is great. Like we did what we needed to do to connect today. And I don't know. Do you feel that way? No, I do. I think, um, I think sex is obviously different for, for men and women in terms of, you know, guys can just show up and (laughs) it doesn't take much to, to get excited. Meaning, you know, for you, oftentimes if there's not an emotional connection at some point during the day before that, it's, it's going to be more of a challenge for you to get, to get there sexually. Right. You know, to, to, to be as pleased as you are. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but which also equates to like a fulfilled sex, sex, sex life. Because sex isn't about connection. the, it's, it's not, not just about the, the end act. Result. Yeah. It's the whole foreplay beforehand. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think that, you know, again, that there's no formula to that um, in terms of there's, in terms of like, okay, hey, if we just do this, these four steps, it's all going to work out great. Like life isn't always like that. And so, but I think for me, I've had to, you know, it's really important as this goes back to to knowing each other, um, what is going to serve my wife. And it's that love and respect dynamic of how can I love her in a way that's going to cause her to then respond back towards me and actually keep us fully connected and not have it end up being like lopsided, you know, or like, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm sitting at the bottom of the teeter totter and she's, you know, up at the top and we're like, well, one of us is happy. And the other's like, it was, it's fine. You know, we'll get there next time maybe. Um, So I think intimacy is very, very important. I think um, it's interesting. I was going to ask you, so do you feel like with actually having sex, you feel, has that, experience changed for you? Like the act of sex and you feeling like, oh, we're, we're connected intimately. I guess my question is where, where is that compared to where it was maybe five or 10 years ago? It's a great question. I mean, I feel like as a married person of 16 years, I think our sex life has gotten better and better and better. And I think that is that we have history. Now we know what we both enjoy. We both know what we don't want to do. And I think that when you build trust that that the bedroom is a safe place and it's a safe place to explore and to 
see each other in a way that nobody else sees each other. And it's a place to play. It's a place to um, take risks together. I feel like that over time, that trust allows me to know that you're not going to do something I don't want to do, or you're not going to take me down a road that I'm like, ah, no, ah, I don't think I want to do that. Or you're not going to require me to do something that, or show up in a way that I'm not ready to show up as. So mm-hmm. to me, that trust, like I never, I think as a young woman and as a non-married woman, I think I viewed sex as this moment, right? This like climactic moment of intercourse. And that's what it is now as a married woman for almost over, over a decade and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. I now see it as a sex life. I see it as a story that adds another page to the story rather than it being a one page, like a short story. It's like, I remember this and then that day leads to this. And then that day leads to that experience. And that experience was wonderful. And oh, that was a bad experience. But guess what? We had the next day. So it's, it, it starts to weave in this, this inner world of intimacy and trust and pleasure and all of that, that I just, I didn't know. I don't mm-hmm. think I knew that that was possible. I didn't know, to be honest, I don't think I knew that sex could be as fulfilling as it is now. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I, it was enjoyable. It's always been enjoyable, but. I feel like it's a very a, much a, of a filling it's, on a holistic level. Yeah. Not like just it's, it's a, and it being like, Oh wow, that's amazing. No, it's more like a surrender mm-hmm. to each other. It's a, it's a surrender to the story. It's, it's a, a beautiful dance that you have every day. And it's a place of humility. And I don't know, surrender is the word I keep getting, but it's a place of vulnerability mm-hmm. and, transparency and just a place that nobody else really gets to see. And I think that's what the world misses at times when it comes to sex is it's just an act between two consenting adults and do what you want. And they're missing this part that if I'm not whole spirit, soul, and body, then I only bring my body into the bedroom. Or Mm -hmm. if I'm not, if I don't have a a live spirit, then I only bring my soul into the bedroom. And so as a triune being spirit, soul, and body, if I can bring all three of those things in the bedroom, I know, and I believe this, it's a, it's a more fulfilling experience Mm -hmm. because it's not just about me getting my needs met and you getting your needs met and we're good. It's a, it's a give and take of how can I make you have the best experience and how can I communicate what I need without being embarrassed or ashamed or morphing, morphing into what you want or you need. And, and for me, Mm -hmm. I think in my personality, if I can't, powerfully communicate what I need in that space, I think you would not get all of me. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And I think there are some of my friends and wives that I know that don't communicate in the bedroom. And then it's hard to feel really connected in other ways because they're not bringing all themselves. It's just something that they just do, but it's not something that they're like, they're actually requiring a, a commitment to grow and learn in the place of intimacy. Yeah. And it is such a vulnerable, intimate um, place where I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of shame or insecurity around this area. And so I think, yeah, it, I love that you talked about it's, we have a sex life, not just sex moments. And it's, it's so fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's a blast. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, it is really fun. Sometimes it's the, it's the best part of the, the day. Yeah, it's true. And I think it's, it can, um, almost in the same way that, um, like laughing and planning to play can, can kind of 
normalize or bring things down from the intensity level, so can so can sex. You know, I think where it can just kind of okay, be the just take a deep breath and exhale, and it's it helps for sure. So I would totally agree with you. I think it has. I love that our viewership has gone up. That's right. Talking about it just doubled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think our sex life continues to get better and better. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. And I, I wish that we talked about it more as a whole in our, in our communities, just to, to uncomplicate it. Yeah. Well, not to belabor it, but like the topic or this, this point of intimacy, how would you differentiate um, or like, where does sex fit into intimacy? Because obviously like you started out with sex is not intimacy. It's a part of it. Right. But what would you say the other components of intimacy are? I feel like intimacy is about me showing you me, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all of that, and you accepting that part Mm. and going, it doesn't mean that it's like, I love every part of that. And that's everything I've ever wanted. It's not, it's not glamorizing it, but it's saying like, I see you and I love you even still, even with your flaws, even with your, so intimacy is that. You know, like sometimes we've had the most heart wrenching conversations and things, and and then when you ha- and you add sex into that, it's a place of tears and and connection and something that you healing. would never get. It's a mm-hmm. healing act that you would never get outside. And I just don't think the world communicates it like that. Yeah, very true. Um, well, this has been fun. It has. Um, I feel like it should have been called "Winning in Your Everyday Sex." <laughs> it's true. We we went a little long on that one, which I'm okay with. Um, well, we can come back to that. And I'm sure we'll have more conversations on marriage because, I mean, our marriage has, I think, had multiple seasons and almost like different lives. Yeah. If, I feel like. Yeah, me too. Um, different different marriages. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, let's just review really quick. So okay. again, number one, make sure you plan to play. You laugh every day. Number two, become an expert in each other. Take the test, learn each other's love languages. Number three, uh, consistently connect at least one time a day where you actually intentionally do something that says, I see you, I love you. And then obviously really value your intimacy and connect in that way. And I would say, try to figure it out. So some of you, you have a great marriage and great connection, but your sex life isn't really there. And if that's your choice and you both have agreed, then that's fine. There are sexless marriages and that's not non-biblical and that's not wrong. I mean, if that's what you've chosen to have. But if you want a sex-filled marriage and you want that to be enjoyable, sometimes you need input from the outside. So get it, read your books, go to a, a faith-based you know, sex therapist, somebody in your life that you can really learn to grow that aspect of your life. And if nothing else, prioritize your marriage because your marriage, if you prioritize each other, that's what your kids learn. That's what the people around you learn. And it's the safest place to build a healthy life. No, it's true. Completely. I completely agree. Um, Okay. Well, that is, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Any final thoughts? That's it. We'll see you next time. Next time. Part of our everyday wins summer series. Bye. Bye. Bye.